during rehearsals for cats. Simon Signore was also considered. End footnote. Kurt Jurgens as Vladimir and Michael Lonsdale as Grigoriev. Several of the actors from the Tinker Taylor series were available to play the same roles, including Bernard Hepton and Beryl Reed, but sadly not Michael Jaston, who had played Gwillem. Once again, the series was made almost entirely on location, except for the final scene at the Berlin Wall, which was shot at Nottingham's Lady Bay Bridge. Smiley's People was broadcast in six parts on BBC Two on Monday evenings at 8pm, starting on 22 September 1982, and on PBS a month later. Like its predecessor, it was greeted with general acclaim. It has just opened in the States to a triumphant reception, David wrote to Vivian Green in October. In America, the series was nominated for three Emmys. In Britain, it was nominated for ten BAFTAs and won four, including Best Actor for Alec Guinness, again, and Best Actress for Beryl Reed. As John Irvin remarked, Guinness had made Smiley his own. In a sense, he had stolen the character from David. Henceforth, it would be an effort for David to think about George without picturing Alec. Guinness had taken over the part, and his voice was in my ear, David would tell an interviewer in 1989. I was writing Guinness cadences and giving him Guinness mannerisms. When he tried to imagine his character, it wasn't my Smiley, it was his Smiley. It was time to leave Smiley behind. He was getting too old, anyway. There were only so many times that he could be brought out of retirement. David had re-established contact with a friend from his Bond days, David Goodall. In 1979, Goodall had been posted back to Bond, this time as minister. David visited him there in October of that year, after passing the proofs of Smiley's people, and would go back to stay with him at least once more in the next couple of years. During a walk along the Rhine, David outlined his thoughts about what he might tackle next. He was nerving himself to write something agonizing and completely different. He wanted to break away from the espionage genre and write something really good. Within a few months, however, he had gone back to planning another spy story. He already had a character in mind, based on his sister Charlotte, whose early experiences had made her an angry young woman. Passionate by nature, with a strong social conscience, she was drawn to radical causes. Though David thought her politics naive, he was never dismissive. Oh, sis, calm down, he would say. This was a period when the far-left Workers' Revolutionary Party, WRP, attracted a disproportionate number of actors, including the Redgrave siblings Vanessa and Corin. When Charlotte had been at the Bristol Old Vic Theatre School, she had heard Vanessa Redgrave proselytize. David came to believe that Charlotte had joined the WRP and been sent to a radicalizing school for training, though in fact she never joined this or any other political party. One evening, while staying down in Cornwall on his own, David went to a local sports centre to see Charlotte play Beatrice in a touring Royal Shakespeare Company production of Much Ado About Nothing. Watching the cast shouting their lines in order to be heard above the din of rain drumming down on the metal roof, David was suddenly inspired. Afterwards, he invited his sister and two other cast members back to Tregifian, where they chatted beside a blazing open fire while drinking warm red wine. 
David's close involvement with the two television series, and with Guinness in particular, had caused him to reflect on the parallels between acting and spying. He now saw a possibility to combine the two in a single story. Charlie, a beautiful young actress with a radical background, would be recruited by the circus to penetrate a terrorist organization, after a British minister has been killed by a bomb. She would be offered a role in the theatre of the real, to become a double agent, playing the part of a young woman only slightly different from herself. Charlie would be taken all the way through, just as it was once suggested that David should have been. The suspense would come from the difficulty of maintaining her cover and the risk of exposure, which would put her in peril. The psychological tension would derive from her own confused loyalties. The book would be told in the first person by Charlie's case officer. I'm writing a novel about an actress, David told Charlotte. Would you be an advisor?